0: I'm David Robinson and I'm David Jr. and it's time to get back to the fundamentals. So dad, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, I was thinking about the idea of service. You know, it's something that has become fairly popular in our society, right? Service, let's serve, right? We we're at a stage where we are celebrating our military and our service members. You know, they go out and they give a few years to, um. You know, in my case, I served. I went to school for four years and served for, you know, two years active duty and six years reserve. So, you know, twelve years of my life, I got a chance to give to the military and give to this country, and and that's a that's a cool thing, right? But why is service important to everybody? That clearly doesn't pertain to everyone. Uh, so, I I, I want to talk today about why. Every single person should think about service and what it means to them in their life and why they should do it. And what does service mean to you? You know, service is the, is the cost of, you know, you living here on this earth. You know, it's just, you, it's the price we pay for being here. And, and, and that's, I, I believe that. I believe that we've all been put here for a reason, that God created us all and we have a calling. We have a mission. And our job, our calling is to serve. Our calling is to use our talents in a way that encourage and benefit others. So does that mean you can't prosper? No. This doesn't mean you can't prosper. You should prosper. You should do well. Um, You're not always going to do well. (laughs) But in order to give something, you have to have something. Well, and even if you think about business or sales, it's about providing value.
1: You know, that, that's what people are paying you for. Yeah. That's the whole economic exchange. And if, I mean, if you take out the economics of it, it's, it's are you valuable? Are you providing
0: value into people's lives? Right. And every, every good business deal, like good business is when two parties benefit from an exchange, right? And so we're benefiting clearly from you know, living here and working and doing the things we're doing. And what's, what's our part, right? What's our give back? And and I think that's our service. Our service is is what is our give back for breathing every day, for having this life and having the opportunity to uh, to wake up every single day. And so you know, for me, I think about service. And I you know, one of the things, one story that comes to mind is a, is a story in the Bible about King David. Right, King David was told by Gad to build an altar to the Lord, and so King David. Goes to a man who owns a threshing floor and he says, "Hey, I want to I want to buy that threshing floor. I, I want to use the wood and use these resources and, and use this place as an altar to the Lord. I want to build a place that honors God." And the servant was gracious as as any servant who's facing the king should be, right? The servant said, "Oh no, my lord the king, please, it's yours. Everything I have." Take the oxen for the sacrifice, take the take the threshing floor, take the wood, take everything, um, and use it to honor God. I'm certainly not going to charge you for it. And King David said, he said, no, I insist on paying for it. He said, I will not give the Lord that which costs me nothing. And I think that's what, to me, that's what we build this idea of service on. I will not give to the Lord that which costs me nothing. So I guess the question we ask ourselves is, is our idea of service or our practice of service costing us something, right? What are we doing for someone else that actually moves us out of our comfort zone, that actually strains us <laughs> and brings us closer to the people we're helping? I mean, it's, I think
1: it's extremely relevant today in this world where everything is going towards efficiency. And I think people crave lack of interaction with humans. And so now it's so easy online. You can get involved. You can give money. You can join this drive. You can, you know, it, it, there's a lot of ways to feel very involved without actually leaving your couch. Yeah, you don't have to get your hands dirty. You don't have to actually talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you can support homelessness and never actually meet a homeless person and feel really good about yourself. It's very but, convenient, right? It's the Amazon version of right. service. Right. <laughs> and then how do you, I guess, how do you really take a step back from that and, and Mm. What is service like
0: in your daily life? right? Well that, see that's a that's a that's the question right? That's the perfect thing. We say what does service look like to me? and and, and I think of it as you know these pillars they permeate every aspect of your life. It's, they don't stop at a certain area. they don't stop when you come into your house. They don't stop when you go into your office. they they go with you. So how does service look? Well, what are you doing? right? How does service look in my interaction with my wife? How is, what, what does that mean? Am I with my wife? Am I giving 10% of myself and expecting 100% in return? I mean, <laughs> the idea of service, it works in our, in our marriage, in our relationships as well. Am I willing to give her that which costs me nothing? Well, what do I expect from her then? So, you know, what does it look like with her? What does it look like with our kids? You have to understand the idea of service, of laying down your life for someone and not expecting a return. And, 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 and it works in every aspect of your life. And when you walk into that office, there has to be an understanding of service, of laying down your life, of pouring yourself out. And I think that that's, that's the, this is the sweetness of service. This is the, the best thing that comes out of it is it gives us the right perspective right? It makes us understand that we are not the center of the universe, right? When we, when people on this planet used to think we were the center of the universe, we thought the heavens were revolving or rotating around us for a minute, but that shows what's in us. That shows what's in your heart. You think the world's revolving around you. And I think that's where, you know, faith comes into the perspective. It gives us the right perspective. It shows us this is not about me, Right? We have faith, which means the world's not rotating around me. It's rotating around the sun. In that case, the son of God, right? So it's rotating around the sun. And so we are supposed to get in line with the orbit. And this idea of service is that same way. It gives us that right perspective. The world's not rotating around me, right? I have to get in line with the way it's all rotating. And I have to add to the equation. And how do I add to the equation? Right? How do I set a good example? How do I, how, how do I give something to someone in a way that materially impacts their life, and it costs me something to do it? So how do I do that? And and, and so I I think it's not something you can isolate to one part of your life. You can't say, okay, well I give ten percent of my income to charities. I'm sorry, but that doesn't count as service. This doesn't count. 10% of your income, you know, you likely can live off of 90% of your income. It's not really costing you. It may cost you an extra vacation a year, but it's, it's not really costing you. So how do I look at every aspect of my life and think of it in terms of service? Think of it in terms of how do I pour myself out and materially make a difference for those people in my life? Could you tell us,
1: I mean, maybe just for Carver Academy and that whole experience, how did that,
0: how did that, how did you approach that? How was that service in your life? Well, I saw a need, <laughs> a need in the education world. And I said, um, how do I, right, pour myself out and use my resources, my influence, my connections to materially make a difference for kids who need an education? and the very first step was to put money on the table right so i said okay well i'm going to i'll donate some money the next step was to generate awareness that this needed to happen right and then put my reputation on the line and say i want to gather people together i want to change something in our society that is going to be tough to change and 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 so fortunately uh, a lot of other people came on board and i think we're making a dent we're moving the needle
1: but, but i guess even before that in the identifying the problem mm. i think a lot of people with money they do what they think is right yeah and you know they they have their foundations with their causes and yeah. their passions that is that is not service though but, but it's, it's exactly
0: that's exactly what to, it
1: is but it's not it's serving yourself and making yourself feel better i think it's a good thing i'm yeah, not saying but who's it's, to say but, what
0: they're supporting is not important it is important it's important, it's important to them and that's fine I, I don't think we all need to focus on the same things i do think we need to and one of the great things about today's connected society is that you can always find people who have your passions you can always Get access resources. And, you know, now if, you know, I'm worried about the little piglets that are, you know, the albino piglets that, you know, aren't surviving at a good rate, I can find someone else in the in the world that's interested in the albino piglets that, you know, aren't surviving at the same rate. So how you do your service. You know, you you have to be creative about that. You have to think about that. Um, and 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 if you if money is your greatest resource or what you think is your greatest resource, I, I don't necessarily agree. But if that's what you think your greatest resource is, then maybe that's what digs the biggest chunk out of you. Right. That's what costs you something. Right. That's the start. That's the place to start Is say, I'm going to put money on the table and. But first, you have I, to listen. I love money, no. so it's going to hurt me to put it on the table. So but what I'm saying is, you have to, to
1: listen, though, to what needs to be served. No, I guess. I but agree. but, I but mean, that's what you, I'm you, saying. With, with you you're know, right, there are a lot of people have their foundations, and and they're there. You're not really listening to what need is needed. Sometimes, and that's not that's sometimes. not the core of service versus right. really but being I, I, honest I with think, yourself and seeing. I do
0: think it, it stems from where your heart is. We all have to start where we are, and so. I, I'm, I'm never mad at somebody for giving money, never. But when if you're, if you're giving to something that you think is a good cause, I'm not mad at it. It's, that's a start, but that's just the beginning, right? That if we're passionate about things, we have to look at them in a way to say, I don't wanna just give 10% of myself. I wanna give my whole self or as much of myself as I possibly can and still be myself, <laughs> you know? So so that's that's the idea of service, right? Find those things that are so passionate for you that you're willing to pour yourself out to. Not just, I'll cut a little check here or I'll cut a little check there, those are nice. I wouldn't recommend that somebody stop doing that part, but I would recommend that we take it to the next level. When we look at service, service has to has to be a part of our life philosophy, right? It has to be a part of who we are. And it doesn't stop at any door that we go into, the work door, the home door, um, you know, the recreation door, it doesn't stop. And, and so for me, that's that's where I think we have to kind of open our eyes and, and build it into our life. But I, would, I would challenge that because even just thinking like,
1: well, where does my brain go to when you talk about the word serve? Mm-hmm. Really, it's not doing the things you're passionate about. It's you know the people who were serving, the servants, the slaves, they were doing the stuff nobody wanted to do. hmm and and if I think it can be a little misleading if you're just following your passions, doing what's easy,
0: I don't. I think that's missing part of what service is. It's, but in this case, we're not talking about being a servant, right? That's a different thing I think than service. The idea of service is something you elect to do, right? So if if, if I'm going to incorporate service into my life, it is a it's a it's an active engaged process that I'm getting involved in. I'm saying I want to give of what I have to benefit someone else, right? That's that's different from saying you belong to me and you have to do everything that I tell you to do. So so for me if we're electing to do this, then you know, then we have some leeway there, right? We we can decide what's important. We we try to make good choices on what's important and then we try to make good choices on how to implement our service and so i'm 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 never mad at someone for their version of service. I just hope that we all are willing to evolve. I hope that we're all willing to kind of look and say, "Is this an area where I'm willing to pour out more of myself and cost myself something and And if it is then then how can I do that right? How do I grow in my service? How do I incorporate it into all the things that I'm doing in all the places that I am. And what does that look like in reality? In reality? Um, okay. Well, you have to pick a, pick an area, right? In, in reality, how does it look at me as a basketball player, <laughs> right? I'm, I, it's a great job. In the NBA, you're making a lot of money. You're doing very well. How does that look? How does service look to a guy you know, making a million dollars a year? Well, number one, it's understanding what your resources are. Money is just a part of that resource. The NBA is a high-profile activity. You have influence, influence on millions and millions of people, people you have no idea are watching you. I remember I used to get letters from people in China, people in Africa, people in Australia. Um, I went to Israel recently, and there were many people that came up to me and said, when I was a kid, I watched you on the Dream Team and... I've been a fan since I was a kid. I followed the things you've done and you've encouraged me to be a certain way or do a certain thing. And and I just find that so fascinating. The power of the media, the power that you have as an athlete in this world today is, is as influential as any politician or any actor or actress. And that's a resource. That's a tremendous resource. So you have to start to think. How do I use this, right? Not just to promote myself, right? How do I use this in a way that it costs me something? And so that's how that's that's where you start. What are my resources? And then how do I use them in a way that costs me something to benefit someone else? So how do you look at somebody like Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, you know, obviously it's cost him something to stay, take his stand, right? Like, so, you know, he, you know, whether you like what he did or, or not, it's admirable that he was willing to take a stand in such a way um, where he felt like things weren't getting done in society, and that people were being neglected or mistreated, and that that his influence would be able to bring awareness to that and hopefully make you know bring some changes about. Which undeniably it has brought attention and discussion and awareness to the mistreatment of of minorities in every city. <laughs> Uh, so you got to admire his commitment to that. And that, that is a, an active form of service. And there's no one who can stand by and say that didn't cost him anything. It did cost him something. Uh, I take my hat off to what he did. You, you, whether you like it or whether you don't like, or whether you agree with it or not, that is, that was an active picture of service. Huh? That that's a great point. Well, I'm curious, David, you ask me, well, let me ask you. Who have you seen in your life around you at school or out in <laughs> New York or whatever that um, that you think has been a good example of someone who's willing to cost, cost themselves something to make a difference for someone else? I know we did a ministry um, one work uh, went up to a prison up in uh, up in York, New York. York. Yeah, York, York and York. Uh, and got a chance to work with uh, you know, some female prisoners and help train them for business when they came out of prison, and and I saw a group of people who were willing to lay down their lives, their time, and we spent the full day. Uh, we drove up um, to to up northern New York and, and 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 interacted with with those ladies all day, and and it was it was amazing. I mean, some of those ladies have been in prison for 20, 25 years, and we're about to get out into the real world. Imagine being locked away for 25 years, and then all of a sudden you come out, you haven't used a cell phone, right? I've never sent a text message. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> the computers have changed in the last 25 years, um, and now you have to survive. You're dropped off on the street corner, and now you have to make it in the world, right? You can't go back to your old friends, your old ways, how do you prepare yourself for that? And I saw a group of people who are committed to giving these women a chance to be successful in the world. And and to me, what a great form of service that was, right? You know, these are women that sometimes their families had given up on them. Their families were tired of all of the foolishness. But here's a group of business people, forty or fifty business people that come in there and talk with them, and mentor them, and give them a really a shark tank sort of experience to understand what are you going to do when you get out and why does it make sense or why does it not make sense? Uh, And and to me, I thought that was a great form of service. I mean, you know, maybe you can share some of that. Yeah, I I think
1: some of the strongest forms of service that I've seen and just in in relationships and seeing, especially right now, um, I'm 26 and and a lot of the people in my life are having to make a lot of Hard decisions, and yeah. and there's there. You know, I, I think a lot of things you, people are balancing. Whether it's your love life, and you know, are you, you know, when are you supposed to get married and have kids, and mm-hmm. you know, how are you supposed to balance that with your career and and where you want to live and what you want to experience, and are you supposed to go travel and see the world? Mm-hmm. And, and it's it feels like a lot of you know trade offs. You know, do you prioritize your career? Do you prioritize your relationships, your friends? Right. Boyfriend, girlfriend, or are you supposed to be selfish in your twenties and and go travel? And it's there's there's a lot of these conflicting, these conflicting pulls right Right. now, and especially at this time in life. And I've just been, it's just been really interesting to see how everybody everybody weighs those differently. Um, And and I've seen and I've had a lot of respect for people who could, for the person they love. Will sacrifice career options, or where they would ideally like to live, right. or what they would ideally like to do, and and they were able to put somebody else, you know, in front of that. You know, for me personally, I, I you know I was in New York and I, I loved that city, and I mm-hmm. there was, was a lot of things, but you know, coming back here to San Antonio has cost me a lot, uh, whether it be in a, a relationship or what have you, but. I mean, it has been worth it. And, and I think in a, in a way that's kind of taught me a lot about, you know, service and, and what, and, you know, personally what I wasn't willing to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I, I've learned a lot about, you know, even just in failure of service. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and so I think that's that's just been an interesting, um, it's been interesting. It's just, it's See, a- I
0: love this discussion because this is real, right? Like, so this is this is what we deal with. Right, so we have to make those kind of choices every single day because you can't and
1: serve everything. You
0: can't serve everything. And you're gonna
1: fit, I mean, and that, and I, th- I see a lot of people really struggling with that because you know you're just not gonna be able to be everything to everybody, and you have to prioritize those, you know, those things. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, yeah, from the service and what you choose to serve is a big
0: decision in itself, and what you choose not to. Right. See, so even bringing the concept of service into something like. A relationship or a moving decision. You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's how we have to register this in our lives, right? It it can't be this isolated, did I give money this month Uh, type of a thing. We're talking about this is real life. How am I serving? How am I benefiting someone else? How am I doing something for the greater good in using my resources and my time and my energy, right? Like that's a very real situation to say, okay, I want to have a better job, a better opportunity, but what is it going to cost me? And then why should I sacrifice for that? Right? So, and what should I sacrifice for that even more important sometimes? And and I you know and I think, you know, this concept of service, you have to have a very strong conviction. You have to know what you're working for. It's not service if you're doing it for yourself if you're tying it back to your core principles, right, in life, like we all have to have our mission, our calling, right? We all have to understand what am I doing? Why am I here, right? This is That's where faith comes in, right? That's where faith lays that foundation of what am I doing? Why am I here? Why am I even working? You know, is it to put bread on my table or is, it to, is, it, is there a greater purpose in why I'm going to work every day? And so once you start getting these pillars in place, right, the discipline to pursue that, right, the integrity to do the right thing day in and day out, right, the focus on being a leader, being independent, and being the guy who's going to be an, initiating things. So you bring all of those pieces together, but they sit down on service. They sit down on faith. Those are the... the that's why I've always looked at these as the, as the fundamental principles, even in a group of fundamental principles, because service has to be tied into it. And everything you do has to be looked at through the lens of what is it going to cost me? Right. And how is it benefiting the greater whole? Right. You know, I think one of the one of the greatest examples that I see on a day to day basis of service. Um, is is being a teacher. I mean, working in this education field, I see some of the most committed people (laughs) making really limited salaries. They're locked in to salary Caps basically, but they're making some of the biggest difference in people's lives. I mean, I grew up, I, I can remember many teachers that impacted the way that I thought about life, that impacted kind of my passions and my energies. And I think of them as kind of fundamental in shaping the person that I am. And so you think about a job like teaching, it's the embodiment of service, really. Uh, and, and even to faith. Me, I think that's I mean, exciting. going back to what we were
1: talking about, not seeing. The outcomes and the results, really, you don't know. And you know, the teacher that twenty years later you look back and had it, you know, found fundamental change on your life. That teacher doesn't know that. Yeah. And, and and for all these this groundwork that you're laying, it's not a quick paying. You know, for, even from a results standpoint.
0: Right. Oh, You know. You don't. You don't get the results right away. You don't get the even the the, the type of salary maybe that some of the other quote, movers and shakers in the community are making, you know, your, the doctors are making a lot, lawyers are making a lot, the business guys are making a lot, and you're maybe making the most difference. Uh, and and so, you know, that's the idea of service, right? Teachers teach, it costs them something. It costs them something to pursue this noble career, and they know they're going to be locked in salaries. They know that it's going to be maybe some of the most challenging environments, and they know they're going to be per- working with other people's children, which brings with them other people's problems. <laughs> you know, so so, you know, it's one thing to take care of your own kids. whole another deal to take care of somebody else's kids. Right. And you're bringing that into your classroom. And and so, you um, that's why I love teachers, man. To me, I watch that profession and that profession really embodies the, you know, embodies. It has the idea of service, the concept of service, maybe as much as any profession I've seen. I mean, we could talk about doctors. You know, you have to you have to have a, you know, the Hippocratic oath. Right. Do no harm. That can be a an incredible way to serve. Right. It's it can be it can it, it has inherent in its job. Um a mission to help people. The question I'd say is, nurses more. <laughs> the, the question is, how are you looking at it? What? What are you bringing to the table? And what is it costing you to do it? Right? Maybe you make a lot of money, but what are you doing to use this platform and use your resources to bring about a greater good? So it can it can be just as noble and just as incredible as being a teacher. Uh, but it it just matters what you bring to the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, even you know, for for your father who was just in the hospital, you know, we, I, I got to see up close and, and the personal nurses. the nurses. I mean, th- that is a, th- a
0: thankless, thankless job. And oh. and, and <laughs> oh, I mean, amazing! I mean, yeah, you know, don't don't even want to go into the details of what nurses have to do. My mother was a nurse; she was an, a, a, a LPN, a licensed practical nurse, for for many many years of me growing up, and I saw her go in on these different shifts. She had. Uh, Seven to three shifts. She had three to 11 p.m. shifts and she had 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. shifts. And I just remember many days when, you know, I, I'd come home from school and she'd be sleeping because she had worked the night shift or, and she worked in all different types of wards. She was in the geriatrics ward with the older folks and she was, you know, with the babies and uh, pedi- pediatrics. She did, she worked in all kinds of different wards, but, you know, her job was to clean up the messes that sick people made, and that inherently is a job that requires a serving attitude, right? Well, I and mean, it doesn't stop. You fix one; <laughs> one person gets out the hospital, two more come, <laughs> two more come, and they, you know they they may, you know nobody's ever seems to be happy when they're in the hospital either. So so that will test you a little bit, but certainly there's a job that you know it it, it doesn't cost you nothing for sure. It costs you quite a bit in your in your sanity and your day to day countenance, right? How do you keep up a good countenance when you know the most unhappy, the sickest patients come in every single day? Someone who just broke their leg, someone who needs a uh, you know who, whose child is uh, needs a kidney. And, you know, this is these are the most traumatic events people have in their lives. And this is your job to work with these people every single day. So, you know, there's there are some professions that I think the idea of service, the concept of service is built in probably as much as as uh, as any other. And, and where do you uh,
1: as a nurse or, you know, as a doctor, I guess, where do you draw the lines between you know yourself and taking care of yourself? Versus yeah. serving others, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, probably not the vast majority of people, but but certain people are so called to service that they don't take care of themselves, right? And I mean, yeah. a lot of mothers- And that's a, a lack lot,
0: of balance, yeah. right? I mean, that's, I mean, that work th- that concept works for anybody. I don't care who it is. Like, at what point do you draw the line, right? I, I I only have so much time and so much energy, but I get letters every single day from every charity you can imagine, and. There are a lot of tremendous charities out there. Where do I draw the line? Am I able to answer a, a thousand letters a week and give to every single, you know, camp, every single charity that calls, that writes to me? I can't do that. I, I At some point, I would deplete everything that I am and everything that i okay. have then i would have never seen you growing up and maybe not even have an impact right exactly so at what point do i have to be dad and what point do i have to be responsible to my family so there is a balance there we have to find that balance service is is amazing but you know you you still have to find that time to be the person that you're supposed to be that time to grow that time to learn that time to live you know, if you decide you want to get married, guess what? That carries with it a huge responsibility, right? So, you know, marriage is an amazing thing, but it also requires a, a big part of yourself, right? So, so, at, you have to figure out where do I draw the lines with my service um, to make it reasonable, but also to make it effective. You know, I, it's funny because I, I think in today's world, you know, er, er, everything is 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 moving towards efficiency. Even charities are moving towards efficiency. I see a lot of charities now that are run more like businesses than charities. And in some ways, that's good, right? We need to be more efficient. We need to make sure that our money stretches as far as it can go. But in in some ways, it can take the heart out of what you're trying to do, right? So, you know, efficiency is fantastic, but it's not always efficient or comfortable to help somebody. And sometimes it's not human. And I, and so I you know I think that there's got to be a balance there, and I, I think we can utilize some of the great resources we have through you know through the internet, through social media, through the connectivity that we have today, and I think that's wonderful. We can be smarter about how we approach what we're doing, but you know hopefully we never take the heart out of what service is about, and and services is about us reaching out to the people around us. It's about us. Seeing someone who's stumbling or falling and walking over to them and picking them up, right? And if necessary, carrying them to the destination. And and that's got to be, I think, the heart of how we picture this. When we think about service, I don't care what relationship it is. Are we willing to walk over, pick them up, put them on our back, and carry them if necessary? We can hold their hand. We can just help them up and let them walk themselves. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of approaches to it, but it may be necessary for you to carry the person to the next destination. I love the poem, the footsteps poem that talks about, you know, I walked along the beach. You know, I I, I had a long walk. And again, I'm paraphrasing. I I never know exactly what these things say. You can look up the poem, footsteps, but when I look back on my time, I saw two pair of footsteps and then there were other times when there were one, when there was one pair of footsteps. And, and I think at the end he says that the Lord told him, you know, when there was two, I was walking beside you. When there was one, I carried you. And, and to me, that's a great picture of service, right? Like we have to be willing to carry, you know, we, and, 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 you know, there are times when it's great. We can just walk beside you and we can help and encourage, but there are times when we have to carry. And I think today with
1: social media and and just even with your phones, you know, there's endless distractions and endless ways to stay occupied. And I think, you know, it's just easier to be, you know, if you have a spare second, instead of really thinking about the people in your life and looking around and seeing where those needs are and being, you know, sensitive, you just... Scroll through your newsfeed, and, and I, I think you know that's what you're going to choose because it's easier to look through and and mm-hmm. kind of disengage versus really you know picking your head up and, and seeing who needs help and what can I do and right. and being proactive and being a, a you know force in people's lives and mm-hmm. rather
0: than disengaging. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about it is the great thing about service is it's not some grandiose thing. I mean, it's it, it 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 is what it is. It's just you helping one person makes a huge difference. That's service. Like that's that is what it's all about. It's about you being at work and seeing someone that has a need and then you saying, oh, do you did you need a ride to work? Is Something wrong with your car? How can I help you? and that means i have to go out of my way every day for the next month because this person's car is in the shop and you know the they're not getting reimbursed for whatever you know that's an unbelievable act of service right and especially if it's done with a with a pure heart I, that counts it's as grandiose as you know going to teach for America and you know working for two years is a uh, you know in a school system that really needs you I mean that's a that's a grandiose thing you know giving up your income of you know at you know some huge financial firm uh, or <laughs> some advising firm that you could have worked at to to do something that is a noble profession you know every act that we do means something in a large way and and service, we don't, rec- we don't need to recognize the size of the service. It's the heart of the service, right? I think that's the great thing about faith is we always understand God doesn't, he doesn't look at the, the outside. He looks at the inside, right? He's not always judging you by how tall and how handsome you are, right? <laughs> He's judging you by what's inside. And when he sees you do something from the goodness of your heart, then I think your reward is just as great and uh and i i think that's the picture of service that that you know that helps when you, if you carry that with you then you can put it to work at every single level in your life. You know when i i think of the people in my life that have inspired me um not in my life they're not in my life but historically i mean obviously the number 1 is George Washington Carver. Look what for the last you know 20 years i've been doing with the, with school systems because of you know my inspiration, and here's a guy who lived before me. I never got a chance to meet him, but his life and his words inspired me to carry on his tradition right to carry on the work that he was doing and and his work cost him something. He had opportunities to go and work for Henry Ford to make a lot of money. He had opportunities to go on and do Things that personally would benefit him in a great way, and I think part of the story that is so interesting and attractive to me is that uh, this man didn't pursue the easy route ever. You know, he came from a you know slavery basically. He came from a very difficult um, background. It was a it was a terribly difficult situation, and he decided. Right, to use his life in a way that would encourage and support others. And rather than taking the personal route of go to make money and be a successful man, so to speak, he said, no, the agriculture in the South needs to change. It needs to change not because of the way the economy is working, but it needs to change because of the way it affects the land and the way that it affects our future. Right, It needs to change. And he was willing to lay down his life, so that others' lives could be better. He traveled around on an education wagon, stopping at different farms, teaching people what to plant, how to plant it. You think that didn't cost him anything, man? That was, man. It was not easy to go from town to town. They didn't have the A train <laughs> back in that day. You know, they had the Z train. That was a, it was, it was put putting along. They didn't have the 150 mile an hour trains we have today, or the airplanes. You know, going from town to town was a, was a trek, and finding people and doing small demonstrations um, was a, a a task. And but but this man was he laid his life down for a man, not even just a generation of people, but you know, for many many generations of people. And here I am, you know, seventy years later, sixty years later. 80 years later, I don't know, you know, for a long time after his death, um, still inspired by the man's work, still inspired by the man's words, because those words carry such power. Why? Because his service backed those words up. And his service carries, you know, just an influence on on me today that drives me. Um, You know, I think about probably him and Mother Teresa are the two. People that inspire me as much as anybody I can think of in history. You know, Mother Teresa living in, the, in Calcutta in the in the slums, pretty much lived her whole life working in those slums and yet got the Nobel Peace Prize. What? How did she impact the whole world from the slums in Calcutta? Does anybody care about the slums in Calcutta? Have you been to Calcutta? <laughs> I mean, I know you went to India. And you saw a lot, so I mean, you could you could even you, your perspective of this is probably even better than my perspective of this. But for her working in the most remote parts of the world and the least recognized parts, there were no television cameras there um, to to carry this idea of service and the cost of service so high to where I'm inspired by her relationship with God by her her actions by her sense of service that I want to be that person I want to be able to, in my own little world, my own way, <laughs> which is nothing like her way. But if I could be half the person she is or was have half the impact that she did, then man, I've done something. I've really done something. I think Tuskegee Airmen has always,
1: it's just always been a really interesting group because they wanted so bad even for the right to serve. Not mm-hmm. even to you know, not even just this electing to serve and it's convenient to serve. They were they had to fight just to get the chance to serve and, right. and go fight and die for their country. Not not something convenient, but that's and that's what they were fighting to achieve the right to. And mm-hmm. you know, talking about, you know, in this world and if if it's we're worried about service being convenient, to think of such an extreme to the place where it was poor it was so important for them to even be in the position to serve yeah that you would put so much on the line to then go fight and die mm. for your country and and that i think is such an epitome of you know that that's what you should be driven for there's no financial gain there i mean really mm. not even a lot of i mean they got a lot of publicity but that was not what was that's not what they were hoping for
0: yeah.
1: uh, and, and just to see it be that important to them yeah, um, and that important to you know not only serve just in the war, but then to to be you know for African Americans across to to have that place yeah. uh, and to set that tone and and, and pave that path. Yeah, um, it's just always been really inspiring, and, and of you know expecting no gain. What there was, yeah. what gain did they have to get?
0: Right, yeah, the right to go fly a plane in enemy territory. Right. That's really, right. that's what you're fighting yeah, for. Most people would say, "No, thank God." <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no thank you're you. right. You're, you're absolutely right. That I think that's amazing. And when you talk about that kind of sa- sacrificial service, right? Well, well, you know, to me, what, what's the greatest example? Right? It's it's of Christ. Right? He said, "Greater love have no man than he that lay his life down for his friends." Right. So and that's what he did. He laid his literally laid his life down for his friends, for us. And and that that is service, right? Like that is. Think about the impact that that has had and how it shaped our world today. It's an it's an amazing deal. So the whole idea of service being sacrificial, that costs you something that impacts other people, that brings about a positive change. It's the heart of what service is about. The Fundamentals with David Robinsons is produced by Geekdom Media in
1: association with Game Day Media Enterprises. Executive producers are Lorenzo Gomez III and John Garcia, recorded and engineered by Michael Largent and edited by Jason Barrera. Find out more about The Fundamentals at geekdommedia.com. Follow us on social media at Geekdom Media and learn more about Idea Carver Academy at ideapublicschools.org. Thank you for
0: listening.